listening to The Defiant Ones, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of Defy. Hey, what's up? It's The Defiant Ones, the official Defy Patreon podcast. Uh, this week, we're talking with Nicole Matthews uh, from Vancouver, and uh, she, she is uh, a longtime wrestler. So we get into a conversation about her first match was with the man, Becky Lynch. But before that, I wanted to bring on a member of the Defiance. Now, I'm going to start uh, chatting with members of the Defiance as we all kind of, uh, you know, hang out at home for the next little while here. Looking like the world's starting to open up, sort of, but we got to stay vigilant, stay strong, because it looks like Maybe we'll be able to have a Defy show in 2021. Who knows? But anyways, uh, I have a, a, a wrestling uh, enthusiast, a wrestling journalist, a music journalist, a music... Uh, um, yeah, he's he, he knows his shit, man. This is, a, this is an awesome dude. He writes for KXP. He writes for Fanbyte. Uh, he writes for Passion of Weiss. Yep. yep. Uh, and yep. Uh, many other things. Uh, so... Here's Martin Douglas. How you doing, man? I'm doing excellent. Um, just um, yeah, hanging out at home, like you like you said, just trying to wait out this pandemic. Not trying to do anything foolish or irresponsible. I just got my first vaccine, so Woo! the horizon is looking pretty neat. Like the end is near, so I'm happy about that. Cool, man. Well, um, did I get everything right? So it's KEXP, it's Passion of Weiss, it's it's Fanbyte. Is there anything else we should know about? Um, those are the those are the main sites that I write for um, right now. I kind of took a break from writing for Passion of the Weiss for a while, mm-hmm. but that was because I was editing for the site. Oh, so cool. now I'm now I'm back on as a writer, and we recently did our best matches of the year list. Which, you know, like those sort of matches always come out and like, I mean, those sort of lists mm-hmm. always come out in like December. But for some reason, we put ours out in like February, March. So, but we finally did it and it turned out to be a very good year for wrestling in light of everything that's been going on in the wrestling world. Absolutely, man. And I also wanted to draw attention to to the Defiance to uh, an article you did for Fanbyte. You got to interview Jet Knight, who is now wrestling in the New Japan Dojo down in L.A. Uh, he, he is a Defy uh, regular. He was actually part of the crew, and then he kind of had a few killer matches, and now he's in the L.A. Dojo. So how do people get to check that interview out? So basically, you can go to um, fanbyte.com slash wrestling, and... Um yeah, either uh, search for Kevin Knight or search for my name, yeah. and you will eventually find the find the gold that is my my interview with Jet. Hell yeah, man! So I wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit because you're a music critic, you're a member of the Defiance, you're a writer, you're a journalist. Um, but I was curious about what what brought you to Defy. So I have been a formerly lapsed wrestling fan. Okay, and I started um I started watching again kind of around the time like many people, kind of around the time of um the rise of CM Punk. Yes, the pipe bomb. And so yeah, and so I um I got deep into indie wrestling about about 2013 okay. and started really catching up on 
the things I had missed while I was a lapsed wrestling fan. And I had become obsessed with indie wrestling. Mm -hmm. Like I have so many ROH, PWG, all sorts of DVDs. And Defy was kind of like this, uh, this new thing in 2017, I have a friend who watches wrestling who showed me an online flyer to the first show Mm -hmm. and I couldn't make it because at the time I had a day job. So, you know, I was, I was basically working at 6am on Saturday mornings. So I couldn't make it to the first one. And then a lady I was seeing at the time, Mm -hmm bought us tickets nice. to defy two mm-hmm. and it blew my mind how awesome the wrestling was. And so from then on out, I was a staunch defiance member. Wasn't that uh was number two, the one with uh, Davy Richards. Yes, it was. Um, I think it was Davy Richards and Jeff Cobb in the main event yeah. because uh Pentagon couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. So uh, I got to I, I kind of um, let you know that I was going to chat with you today and I and I wanted to know what have been some of your favorite defy uh, moments and matches over the over the years. All right. So um, my first one, definitely from defy Two, mm-hmm. just kind of experiencing the atmosphere of defy and having a match like swerve versus leo rush oh yeah was an eye-opener for me like i had i had vaguely come to know both like the work of both competitors but seeing seeing that live seeing it in a live context and finally going to an indie wrestling show and being in that atmosphere it was amplified by the talent of swerve and leo yeah and to this day it's still one of the very best matches i've ever seen live nice man that was uh, yeah man i i totally uh i that one blew me away and uh just seeing leo rush what he's done in his career it's uh that guy he's he's an uber talent and of course swerve you know killing it too so right on man that's a good choice as far as leo goes like i feel like you can't you can't hold good talent down. Yep. If you are a talented enough person, you're going to find your way. Even if you have to go somewhere else, like mm-hmm. sometimes certain places aren't a fit for certain creative types. Sure. And, um, as far as swerve goes, like swerve, we, we all know that swerve is destined for greatness. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. All right. What else you got for us? My second match is definitely Tony Storm versus Nicole Matthews, which nice. is kind of appropriate yeah. that we're doing the intro for your interview with Nicole. Unfortunately, ma- unfortunately, sorry to cut in, but unfortunately, oh, no, okay. if you weren't there, I don't think people are allowed to see that match because Tony Storm, you know, her, she has a little bit of a contract. Uh, so that's the match. That, you know, you can't see unless you were there. So if you're hearing this, you got to find nefarious ways to to check that one out, I guess. The funny thing is, 
I hardly remember anything about the match myself. Okay. Like it was like, it was like, it was almost like being in a fugue state. Yeah. Like I remember, I remember the atmosphere and the emotion and just like, I, I think the only thing from that match that I genuinely have a memory of was, um, was when someone heckled Nicole Matthews and she, uh, she told the guy to shut the fuck up like yep. while she had a uh, Tony storm in a headlock. So it definitely, um, Oh man. And Nicole was just like the best, the best heel yep. when, when she turned heel and defy and her run was amazing. And it's something I hold in my heart to this day because it, I was just blown away by her talent hell yeah man i'm glad you brought that up we'll be chatting uh she'll be chatting a little bit about that and that match and, and being a heel and defy so thanks for bringing that up what's your next one man and my third one is definitely my favorite memory of being a member of the defiance it's when uh ravenous randy myers won the championship yes like it was um the last moment dude the last moment yes yes what a way for defy to um kind of end their you could say their first chapter or yes. their chapter before the world shut down randy's the yeah. uh, longest running champion man long <laughs> yeah he's got that distinction yeah we we've got to give it up for him Yep. He hasn't he hasn't made one title defense, but he's the but longest he's reigning long, champion exactly, of all time. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I just remember like being a fan of Randy from the very start mm -hmm. and the idea of a wrestler breaking down the boundaries of traditional masculinity. Yep but also being a fucking kick-ass wrestler yep. and like having this idea that like, like most wrestlers are all like, you know, I'm the best. I I'll kick anyone's ass. Da, 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 da. But when you look at the ravenous Randy Myers character, he is, he is about competition. Sure. Yeah. But at the same time, the competition is fun for him. It fuels, it fuels the brightness mm -hmm. inside of him. Randy's positivity comes out through all of us. And so I think it was very appropriate that those dozens and dozens of people jumped in the ring when he won the championship and celebrated with him. I, I was crying personally. I, <laughs> I didn't have time to make it downstairs because I was uh, trying to dry my eyes. You were in the moment, man. That was, wow. I, that was that was an epic moment for sure. <sighs> Good old Randy, man. That's awesome, dude. And, and, and if you want to listen to Randy, you can go back to episode one is where I talked with Ravenous Randy, uh, Randy Myers, man, the champ. So I'm talking with Martin Douglas and he is an awesome journalist and, and a writer. Uh, and I'm going to put you on the spot here because you're a music critic, but you're also a wrestling head. Mm -hmm. So favorite wrestling themes of all time. Ooh. Ooh, this is a tough one. Are yeah. we, we're talking, 
We're talking any company, any, any era. Any, yeah, any time. Mine, mine is Steinerized. Steinerized. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> or is a man called Sting. Those are my two Oh, that one's a good one, too. Cheesy WCW 90s themes. <laughs> Actually, American I, Males is pretty good. American Males. American Males. <laughs> nice. I, I love you bringing out the the WCW deep cuts. Yeah. What about you, man? I feel like mine are... Most of mine are from, like, that, uh, that mid-era of WCW. Like, the the emergence of the NWO. Like, even though I wasn't like a huge Hogan fan, mm-hmm. I love the fact that he came out to Hendrix yep. and that they, they were able to secure the rights to make that happen. And also a pretty underrated one. Um, Harlem Heat's theme song, oh, which man. of course later became Booker T's theme yep. song. That is yep. the jam. It's a jam. And then you, and especially back in the nineties when like you would see, you would see all the white people raising the roof. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh man. Like it was, it was an infectious moment. All the people with mullets at, at like WCW universal studios. Like, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm hip. Yep. I'm raising the roof. <laughs> <laughs> They're fanny exactly. packs and mullets. Good stuff, man. Uh, all right, man. Well, uh, yeah. So if, you don't mind me asking the cheesiest question. I got to ask this. I ask this to everyone on this podcast. What does the defiance mean to you? The defiance is a, uh, it's a community. Like anytime you go to a defy show, like you see, you see pretty much the same people. Yeah. yeah. And they're, and they're giving out so much energy and positivity. And, you know, you can, you can say what's up to people who are virtually strangers and kind of, I think before, before the pandemic, you can slap them five or give them a pound or whatever. And just the idea that we, we support the people that come from here, not just the Pacific Northwest, but like, other talents like Brody King and mm-hmm. Jeff Cobb, yep. like they, we, we adopt them into, into our, I don't want to say universe to be, you know, to be cheesy or sports entertainment, but we adopt them into our community. Absolutely. Like they are like anyone who comes to, to defy is a member of the defiance. You're one of us. Totally. And that's, it's, um, I feel as though a lot of wrestling fans could be clickish or over opinionated or things like that. Sometimes very exclusive. And sure. there, of course there, there's all this talk about speaking out and the nature of abuse in wrestling, but defy has always conducted themselves like a community and somewhere where everyone is included and that mean that means so much to me. Absolutely, man. Thank you very much for for putting your thoughts out there, man. You're a very thoughtful, eloquent guy. Now we can follow along with you, uh, and and I know you're a legit music journalist because you have a blue check mark. Oh yes, yes. So follow- I am a I am a blue checker. I uh, I actually got verified as a joke. I was just trying to see if I could 
make it happen. I didn't really care about it. It was just like, eh, let me, let me see this. Let me try this, whatever. And then, yeah, they gave me the blue check. They read some like, of your oh, articles. I guess I'm official. They read some hmm? of your articles and they're like, oh shit, this guy's legit. All right, let's give him the blue check mark. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, right on, man. So, uh, yeah, people can follow along with you. Um, where, uh, where's the best way to, you know, follow along with you and read some of your stuff? Um, well, if you want to follow me on social media, it's, um, at Douglas Martini on Twitter at the Douglas Martini on Instagram. And if you want to follow my stuff, you can go to kexp.org, type me in the search engine. My name is Martin Douglas. You can do the same for Fanbyte, the same for Passion of the Weiss. Just type my name in the search engine and then my name is up there. I also have a, uh, a link tree on my Instagram and Twitter profile. So that makes it very easy for you to come into contact with my work. Right on, man. Thank you very much for chatting. And uh, here's the episode with Nicole Matthews. Thanks, Martin. Hey, what's going on? It is the Defiant Ones, the Defy Patreon podcast, and uh, it is it is uh, International Women's Month this month, so I thought it would be very, very cool to talk to one of the most uh, dedicated and, and veteran women's wrestlers that we've had at the Defy ring um, in the history of Defy, Nicole Matthews. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. When you call me a veteran, though, that makes me feel very old. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, sorry I'm about kidding, that. I'm kidding. It's fine. I am old. It's fine. I mean, you just posted, uh, well, you know, let's get right into it. You just posted a video clip on, on Twitter. Uh, someone t- posted a video of you wrestling Bailey from back in, in Shimmer. Uh, yes. Yeah. Tell me about, like, uh, what was that like? I mean, you wrestled in Shimmer quite a bit, and then this was her first time wrestling there. Were you kind of yeah. joke? Were you kind of joking about being the bully, or what What, what happened there? <laughs> so, at the time, uh, Serena Deeb and Portia Perez, who was my tag partner, mm-hmm. and part of the Canadian Ninjas, they were feuding. Okay. And uh, when Bailey came in as Davina Rose, she was kind of Serena's protege uh or young girl kind of thing so then obviously i'm gonna be a bully towards her okay Uh, (laughs) so and it's really funny because like looking at that clip we look like children in that clip you know and uh i i was that was probably 2011 i want to say 2012 so i was Mm -hmm. like five or six years in at that point and like i was like starting to be like you know i'm that not not like actually thinking that but like my character was starting Mm -hmm. to be like yeah, young girl, like to, like to Davina or to okay. Bailey, and trying to young girl her or whatever. And it's like looking, I'm like, who's this like twelve year old trying to tell people that she's like this veteran? Uh, but that was kind of like the story okay. I was going for, and I was trying to like be a main eventer at the time and like working my way up and blah blah blah. So yeah, I know I was a huge bully to her in that match, a hundred percent. But I couldn't tell if 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 there was legitimately like you were the no, like, actual really bully behind the scenes. No, 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 no. We're really good friends. Like, whoa. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> so. I like it, but whenever she tweets that kind of stuff, then her fans come at me a little bit. Oh, and yeah. gets, it gets me some heat a bit, and then they 
you know, they're like, she's just jealous of you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whoa, calm whoa. down. Yeah, but I, if you watch that match, though, and you see her footwork and, like, how she moves and everything, like, she was so talented from the beginning. Like, she's amazing. Well, she is amazing. She was amazing. So, yeah, yeah it's pretty cool to see those clips together. That's awesome. So, okay, we're we're gonna go through, you know, kind of those days and everything. I, I I definitely wanted to just bring that up. That was something funny that I saw on Twitter, and I was like, oh my god. Um, but um, it's been a weird year. Uh, obviously, when was your last match? Your last wrestling match? It was a year ago. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah, um, it was March, like March something mm-hmm. uh, in twenty twenty. I, I think it was early March. So. Yeah, it's been a year. It's like All Star Wrestling versus Bambi Hall. Uh, yeah, it's kind of sad. Like, there's been a few shows in BC since then. Like when uh, we were able to open up a bit more in the yeah. summer before it closed back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were smaller, thirty people in the crowd type of shows, and they were in like the Okanagan and on the island. Uh, you know, I, I went to watch one of them yeah. on the island. Uh, me and Artie did, uh, but we we didn't wrestle them. So yeah, it's been a it's been a year since we wrestled. Uh, yeah kind of crazy <laughs> i miss it so much it's uh, killing me a bit how have you been staying busy uh so luckily i was uh, i never got laid off or anything i got yeah. to work the whole time so you know i have my nine to five uh for a 40 hour a week type of job mm-hmm. so that that was really good so i got to keep a routine because i'm someone like if i don't keep a routine it's not good for me yeah. <laughs> like i would have just been uh, doing a lot of uh, this, I think, yeah. if I didn't have a routine. A lot of day drinking yeah. and stuff like that, right? Uh, and going down internet rabbit holes, I'm sure, and been like, a, I don't know, who knows? I'd be trying to find the meaning of life on the internet, probably. Uh, so, yeah, I kept busy with work, and then uh, we were able periodically to go back to training. Yeah. Uh, right now, we're not able to because they've uh, our health orders have... Uh, limited adult sports and combat mm-hmm. sports so we're, we haven't been able to since november but from like late spring until about november we were able to train which was great you know and and like i like i i miss training more than i miss performing honestly like mm-hmm. i love training so uh that was good for a bit and then yeah other than that just what we bought a camper van so yeah cool <laughs> so, you know so now we're nature people because there's okay. somewhere we can sleep inside yes <laughs> i don't do tents i don't i respect animals they're gonna and they're, i'm scared of them so you respect uh, them yeah. give them their space that's right it's their territory not mine you know so were you uh born and raised up in vancouver yeah okay awesome um yeah so you and Artie and um, a, a few others, I spoke with Artie uh, a couple months back and, and we discussed how uh, you have a dojo. Uh, why don't you yeah. tell me a little bit more about that for anyone who didn't hear that episode? Why don't you tell me a bit about the, is it the Lionsgate Dojo? Lionsgate Dojo, yeah. Awesome. So uh, there's the Lionsgate Bridge in Vancouver. Which oh, okay, is cool. And, you know, obviously a little hint hint wink wink towards yeah. the other parts of professional wrestling mm-hmm. uh yeah so it's me artemis spencer tony baroni and billy Floyd. yeah so the four of us are yeah own the school we have we have a ring ready to go that's just collecting dust right now because we can't train yeah. but once we're able to train again it's gonna be awesome and uh we have like a super awesome group of guys who are hungry to train and a lot of people interested in trying out and everything so yeah it's great it's a really cool mix of trainers too because the four of us all like we all have really similar fundamentals but Mm -hmm. different 
flavors of wrestling. So it's, uh, yeah, no, it's pretty sweet. Like we have, um, you know, Billy Swade's like, he loves like kind of the fundamental and like that old school NWA style. Yeah. So he, he, he likes doing that kind of thing. And, uh, I, I like, uh, doing a lot of like, like uh, chain wrestling and spots and roll up spots and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Brony loves talking about match psychology and he does a lot of that in his, uh, classes and, Artemis uh, does all the complicated stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but the rest of us don't have the ability to do. <laughs> he, he he teaches people how to uh, dive off of balconies at the, at the Washington Hall. So yeah, exactly. So <laughs> one week he'll do that, and then the next week he's like, "Okay, here is some like shoot wrestling techniques." I'm like, "How do you know how to do shoot wrestling?" And then the next week you're doing like lucha libre. Like it's yeah. fucking mind blowing. Um. So I wanted to kind of jump off of what you said. You you love, um, you actually miss training more than wrestling. Is that true? And and why is that? Like, I I love performing, but like, you know, before 2020 and the world went to shit, um, in a a regular week, I would run training twice a week and then go to an extra training, like go to Artie's training as well so like three times a week i was in the ring trading you know and so that was just like part of my routine and it's just like i did that more than i did performing yeah really yeah a lot more than performing so it's just like a huge part of my life that's gone and uh, i really do enjoy teaching as well so um before i have like i work a recreation job Mm -hmm. for municipalities it's like a you know, supervisor job. So I don't, I don't do any like the hands-on stuff. It's just all the planning and all and mm-hmm. the supervising and all that. Uh, but I used to be a lifeguard and uh, coming oh. with that, I did swim lessons. Like I would do swim lessons. So, and I used to coach swimming when I was younger as well. So like, I really enjoy teaching and coaching. And yeah, so I just really miss doing that. And like training really, you know, filled that gap, uh, filled that in my life a mm-hmm. lot. And, uh, you know, even when they get to a level where, like, they're almost beyond coaching where I'm like, well, I don't know what else to tell you anymore. <laughs> like, you're already better than me, so what can I say to you? Um, but, yeah, so like, that's just a huge part. I, like, I just really love coaching. And, like, I, I like feeling like I'm giving back to wrestling a bit, I guess, as well. Yeah. Can can you shout out some of the people you've trained with or trained? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, Voros Twins, uh, Fergie. Davinky? Uh Davinky, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, I, I always start with the most famous one, you know. Isn't like, that oh, crazy? You know those you know, people with five hundred thousand Twitter followers, verified. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My train them. Nice. Uh, yeah, them. Fergie, uh, Travis, William. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, helped train like B Boy and like Liza Hall. Like I didn't do their first stuff, but yeah. like you know, afterwards, uh, Jackie, Sharif. Eric Strange, um, just all those guys, all those guys who come out of that school. Like I, that's you know, awesome. Uh, yeah, so I don't want to. I don't want to like. I'm going to miss people, so I'm going to feel yeah. so bad about it. But, a whole like, bunch of yeah. rad people. Yeah, yeah, all, all like a lot of the Vancouver-based people, like the like the people I mentioned before, like me, mm-hmm. uh, Artie, Tony, and Sway. Like all we train the majority of like the younger people coming out of these. So I, I hope I'm not, you know, breaking any sort of rules here by mentioning that you and Artemis are partners. Uh, is that okay? Yeah, I, I guess, well, you know, if they watched the previous interviews and they probably oh, saw okay. the sweet couch in the background. So 
<laughs> putting two to do together probably. So I'm, go- <laughs> I'm going yes, to, <laughs> I'm going to try and phrase this in the, okay. It c- could come out strange. Let me try to phrase this in the <laughs> least way, in the least strange possible way. You guys are uh, not able to wrestle um, and, and not able to wrestle out there as with someone who's uh, a wrestler uh, you're you're in a relationship with someone who's a wrestler. If you ever get in the mood, like I want to try something, do you guys ever try moves oh, on each 100%. other? Okay, all the time, all the time. So we'll you know we'll watch something and then we'll like think about it for a bit and we're like, okay, yeah, yeah, I need to try this, I need to try this, and like we'll just grab each other all the time to yeah. try stuff. And you know because we like do have our, we're not able to run training, but mm-hmm. like we are kind of paying rent for the building our rings in yeah. right now. So we'll go in to train mm-hmm. me and him together. And yeah, like all the time we're like trying shit. I'm like, okay, I saw this thing. And then like, I'll want to try some submissions on him, but like sometimes his shoulders aren't like quite flexible enough. So we accidentally hurt each other. You know, it is what it is. It's fun. Do you guys have like a best of 500 series going on right now? Oh my God. I would lose like (laughs) 251 to zero if we did that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. He, he, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a pretty tough customer in that one. So, um, I, the first time I ever saw you wrestle, it was, um, I went up to Vancouver to see, uh, I originally went to go see, uh, Colt Cabana Art of Wrestling podcast, but it got canceled or something. And Chuck Taylor was wrestling at this event and you were in a street fight for ECCW and you guys wrestled, you were the champion and you wrestled, Uh um, I'm not, I I don't want to get the person's cat power. You wrestled a man. Oh, Bishop. Okay, so you wrestled and you guys went and did a street fight and you guys ended up in the middle of the street. We're hitting each other with signs. It was pretty badass. Yeah. So <laughs> it was good times. Uh, that was not a question. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, but, I'm sure the police when they were like driving by were super impressed with that. You know, this like six four monster just like right? beating the shit out of this lady. <laughs> and unfortunately, you did lose the title that night. Oh. Ah. Oh, you have a better memory than me. I was trying to remember, but, uh, <laughs> me and Bish wrestled so many times. I forget like what, which one was what sometimes, <laughs> but it was a great match. Um, and so I wanted to ask you, um, and, and now that really wasn't a question. I just wanted to, to put that out there. That was the first time I saw you wrestle, but as someone who's had years as a wrestling, as a wrestler themselves, but you're also, um, an unabashed wrestling nerd. You still like love wrestling. Um, is that, uh, something, do you watch it with like a totally different eye now? And also do you, what's your favorite era going back to, to watch? Um, so I get in mood, you know, so right now I'm, uh, you know, 2020, obviously I watched a lot of wrestling because I had a lot of time on my hands. Yeah. Uh, so right now I'm in a very early 2000 to like, like the 2000 to 2010 kind of era of indie wrestling. So I'm yeah. like trying to watch like a lot of ROH and like PWG and stuff from mm-hmm. that era. Cause I just like love so many of those guys who yeah. are like now a lot of them are in WWE. Yeah. And they're great there too. Right. So, uh, yeah, I just really like that. Like, uh, like my favorite wrestler of all time is Brian Danielson. Like, yeah. so that kind of gives an idea of the type of wrestling I really enjoy. Um, yeah, but I, I love watching like just random like early '90s WCW or whatever, you know. Just like because there's some like real shit on there, but there's some like really good matches that are, and it just doesn't feel as like form like it doesn't feel quite as much like a formula mm-hmm. like that. Maybe if you watch like 
you know, like it's just a very, it's more, I don't know, like each match is a little more unique compared to like if you watch a WWE card yep. sometimes, because sometimes it's a little produced, right? Uh, yeah, so like I don't have a specific era I love in particular, but I guess if I had to pick one, like that 2000 to 2010 kind of, yeah, like I guess that indie-tastic style from then is like something I really go towards a lot. And just like, and I get in moods, like I'll watch a particular wrestler and watch uh, a lot bunch of their matches. So mm-hmm. I had like a Paul London streak for a bit cool. there. Where I was just watching everything I could of Paul London. Yeah. And then that, that led to me watching a bunch of Stanky. And then that led to me watching a bunch of like, you know, Sami Zayn or Generico or yeah. whatever. So, yeah, yeah. No, I'm a huge nerd, though. Like, if you, like, I'm pretty good at trivia from back in the day. Like, okay. there's this one time. <laughs> one time, uh, me and Artie had a couple of our friends over. One of them was Alex Flex's his wife. And uh, they brought, they found this, like, cheap WWE trivia game, board game or something. Yeah. So they brought it over, and it was, like, a multiple-choice question. They're like, okay, who... Who was like the manager of the Road Warriors in the early nineties? And like without hesitation, I'm like Paul Ellering. And then <laughs> Artie was like, that was a multiple choice question. <laughs> like, That's how awesome. did you know that immediately? Yeah. So huge huge wrestling nerd. I have no problem admitting it. It's uh yeah, and I still I still I love watching like it you know, I don't watch it as yeah. religiously as I did when I was a fan, obviously. And I'll watch it differently, like how you're asking how I watched it. Like I'll I'll uh try to watch it to like have some ideas for transitions mm-hmm. or like how I can incorporate some of what they're doing, like in training maybe and like some drills. So yeah, I do watch it like a bit differently for sure. A lot of like pause, rewind, yeah. pause, rewind rather than enjoying it. But sometimes I'll just sit back and enjoy a match and yeah. like not worry about looking at it as a worker. All right. So I'm going to put you on hold for one second because you mentioned something about the, the trivia game. So I'm going to ask you five questions from the WWE trivia question thing. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, I'll, God. I'll I, edit I this hope out. I don't embarrass. Oh, okay. Sounds good. <laughs> I feel a little put on. This. I hope I don't embarrass myself. Oh, there, like, there's a lot of ones that are no shit. <laughs> there's there's some that are that are more like, uh, you know, it's not it's it's not polaring uh, Legion of Doom questions here. So. All right. Nicole Matthews, what superstar likes to induct opponents into his Hall of Pain? Mark Henry, obviously. Got that one right. What former ECW champion made his WWE debut in a match at the 2000 Royal Rumble ending Kurt Angle's undefeated streak? Taz. With one or two Zs? In ECW is one Z, and then in WWE is two Zs. Okay. What four-time cruiserweight champion also teamed with Paul London to win the WWE Tag Team titles in July 2004? Ryan Kendrick. Billy Kidman. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, damn. I got too cocky on that one. Two out of three. Two out of three. All right. And I got two more here, okay? What Samoan superstar delighted fans when he'd do in-ring dances with the tag team Too Cool? Rikishi. Okay. Three out of four. Oh, uh, this one. So this this shows you how um, this shows you how old this game is. They still refer to women's wrestlers as divas. So Hell yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, what were the first names of the colorful and popular Bushwhackers tag team? Uh, the Sheep Herders. Nope, their first names. Oh, sorry. Um, Luke 
Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! I don't know. Look in something. Butch. Oh, damn it. Pass. You can't pass after you get it wrong. <laughs> okay, one more. Yeah, give me another one. Uh, I thought, yeah, I'm like, I was going to feel like I was surprised because like, of what I thought you were like, what was their previous tag name? That's uh, what I thought you said. It's see, like, you get you go like, even I, I with it. Yeah. <laughs> Who formed a tag team by the name of Head Cheese with Steve Blackman? Snow. nice all right see that's the kind of game we play here on the defiant ones and uh maybe sometime i'll create a defy uh game here and we could do that once things get back to normal we can have like i a, feel like i would do much worse on that because yeah. like <laughs> i don't pay attention to the shows i'm on as much you know Ex people will, like tell me about things right? i did i'm like oh that sounds cool <laughs> So, Nicole, uh, what was your first... Uh, we know you're a wrestling nerd. We we obviously just found that out with your uh, WWE wrestling trivia game knowledge. <laughs> what was your first... Uh, what was your first exposure to wrestling? What was your first, like, wrestling memory? Uh, okay, so I don't... I know I watched it... Based, I don't remember not watching wrestling, but mm -hmm. the first pay-per-view I, like, distinctly remember, like, sitting down and watching was WrestleMania 9. Okay. Uh, with, uh, you know, and I remember... Like Shawn Michaels versus Tatanka. Mm -hmm. Like I remember that match mm -hmm. a lot. I remember, and I remember just like the Caesar's Palace and yep. the whole oh. shebang. Yeah. Uh, watching back, it's not a very good card at all. I wish I could say WrestleMania 10 was the first card I remember watching, yeah. which is a much better card. But yeah, so like it's always been kind of part of my life. And um, yeah, so yeah, th there's really no like hard beginning. I, I wasn't like, oh, then I saw Hogan and I. Yeah knew this is it like i just always watched it for whatever reason uh yeah and i've always enjoyed it i've always liked the you know just the performance mm -hmm. like um like the athletic performance has just always grabbed me like i really like that like aggressiveness i guess were you wrestling with your friends back in the day like you know i actually pretty much hid i was a wrestling fan with okay. my friends uh because like it wasn't really cool mm -hmm. and like i was a girl yeah so like it and yeah, like I, I swam, like I, I was pretty busy as a kid, like with swimming and extra and just like volleyball and school and everything. So, so you weren't doing five star uh, frog splashes off the diving board or anything? No, not really. Okay. But I would imagine when I was, because uh, backstroke was my stroke in mm -hmm. swimming. So uh, the dive that is when you're in the water, you like pull yourself up and then arch back. Yep. That's like the backstroke dive. And uh, I'd always imagine myself kind of doing a moonsault nice. <laughs> when I was doing okay. that. So, yeah. Uh, but no, I, I wasn't like, yeah, I didn't really talk about it with friends. But I was on the internet very early. Really? Like on like message boards and stuff like that. Like I was a little smart mark, you know? <laughs> so you were closeted uh, smart mark. Yes, very much so. Yeah. So I was like huge nerd in that regard. And like, being like a 14 or 15 year old girl on the internet, like <laughs> back in those days, I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Still, yeah. Yeah. My God. I like, I'm, I'm sure I got some really weird messages <laughs> from like grown ass men, but yeah, it was, uh, that, so that was kind of like where I did my fandom was online more than, uh, cause like, yeah, that's when the internet was starting to become a thing a little more, you know, it was like early, late nineties, early two thousands. 
So, um, me and my friend would go to the library to access the internet because we didn't have internet back then, but we would access dial-up internet at the library, and we were nerdy enough to do something that we called e-feds, where we would... I did. <laughs> okay. So I did you... an e-fed. Can you explain <laughs> what an e-fed is? In, in, uh... <laughs> can we, we explain to them what the defines what an e-fed was? It's basically role playing. It's it like role playing yeah. wrestling, Dungeons right? Wrestling, so, yeah. so in your EFED, would you like type out the promos mm-hmm. and type out the matches? Yeah, we did that too. I would love to see the matches I came up with. Oh, what yeah. am I is now? You know, I wish yep. I, I wish I could go back to like. I'm sure there's somewhere on the internet. I'm not going to say what my message board name was. Mine was uh, Supercharger Scott Cypress, and I would come out to uh, Rob Zombie's Supercharger Heaven, uh, White Zombie Supercharger Heaven, and basically, so we would all just, um, you would type out this promo, and like, you know, it's like a raw segment where you come out and, you know, you you do your talking and and all this stuff, and and the winner would be the person, you know, at that that Sunday who did the, had the most content or had the best, you know, whatever, playing oh that's how you guys decided see i think ours is like cooperative who doesn't make sense to go over like we're like meta about our like (laughs) effect oh god i forgot about the effect even before that i did something from pro wrestling illustrated where i sent in like five dollars and you do and you like choose what your wrestlers fantasy wrestlers move 10 moves are and then they like i do you know what i'm talking about yes no i never did it but i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> i see those ads all the time in pwi yeah, yeah. <laughs> alongside the like um yeah all those really weird like um apartment wrestling ads and stuff <laughs> <laughs> i had no idea what that was as a kid but i did not buy those vhs's but. yeah i was confused on that too i'm like what is that exactly whatever <laughs> but everything honestly like I, I feel like being a woman like being a, like a girl little girl wrestling fan back then it's like there was so much stuff that was like overly sexualized i don't yeah. even know if it would have phased me like it's like well i'm like oh that's weird let's go watch this bikini contest yeah <laughs> where like sabled boobs are out like, oh, that, that, so, just, so that's a good uh kind of pivot thing here i'm curious about that as someone who grew up in wrestling and you know obviously grew up as a fan of wrestling and and you were pretty hardcore into it but on the mainstream you know once in a while we would see you know the random like asha kong match on wcw nitro or something but for the most part on wwe was like ron panties matches and the quote-unquote divas era um did you how did you like react to that as as a young woman and also like did you ever see yourself as becoming a wrestler with i did see myself becoming yeah i did see myself becoming a wrestler but i never was like honestly i never was influenced or inspired by like that era and and, like nothing no disrespect for those girls at all because like they that's what they were paid to do right like that's what wrestling was at that point for them and, like, I, I did enjoy in the early 2000s when um, they started getting, like, a little more serious when, like, Trish was, like... And Lita. Working her ass yep. off. Yeah, and, like, Lita and, like, Molly Holly. Like, I love Molly Holly. Molly Holly's kick if ass. I, right? Like, if I had to pick, like, one woman's wrestler that I would actually really, like, was like, yes, she's awesome, it was Molly from back then. Like, she was mm-hmm. the only one I really connected with. 
but like lo- looking back, it's like Trish, Victoria, Lita, Molly, Jazz. Like they were all pretty kick ass. Yeah. Really, and Ivory. Like they were all really good. Mickey James, yeah. Lot. Yep. Yeah, and they, oh yeah. And it, it, sorry, like Mickey James was kind of like a era up for me because like I kind of started training and stuff when she was more on TV, I think. So Fair I always enough. forget that. But yeah, Mickey James for sure as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, so like it, like they were great, but like when I was like younger, you know, like in the, for like 90s, you know, mm-hmm. like mid to late 90s, early in early 2000s before they were kind of given more opportunities. Um, like I always looked up to the guys, yeah. the girls, because there's like I wasn't looking at Sable and wanting to be that or Sunny or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be, you know, like Chris Jericho or yeah. like any of, or Eddie Guerrero or any of those guys. Like that's, that's who influenced me more than anybody. So it didn't, I don't think it, like it, it didn't like negatively affect me. Like, I, I guess in a way where I'm just like, Oh, I guess I need to look like that. But it, the era that kind of more negatively affected me is when I got into wrestling, like, and cause it kind of went back to that era of wrestling a bit. Like, um, like once like Trish and Lita retired, mm-hmm. it kind of went back to like, and again, no offense to these girls. Like this is, they weren't, but that was the diva search era. Yeah. Right. It was like the butterfly belt era. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you know, then I was like, Oh, that's what I need to look like if I ever want to get signed, yeah. you know? So like that was a little more negatively influencing on me. Excuse me. Sorry. I'm drinking beer right it's now. It's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, but it wasn't like I don't know. I just like I when, once I got into wrestling though, I wasn't wanting necessarily to get signed all the time. Like my that was like not really my goal. My yeah. goal was just to be a wrestler. So yeah, it, it you know kind of is what it is. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy how it is now. I yeah. think that's awesome. I think like I was kind of the exception where it didn't really negatively affect me that much. But yeah. like I can see how that would have affected other girls who were watching. And I kind of be like, oh, well, why bother if that's what I have to do? Like, you know, yeah. At what point did you like not just see yourself as a wrestler, but decide like this is what I'm going to do? Like, I'm legitimately going to go to a wrestling school. I'm going to put some money into this, and I'm going to train. In the back of my head, probably when I was like 15, 16. Cool. So, like around then, I started going to local shows. You know, okay. Uh, like the like the ECCW is like specific top shows or kind of the first shows I went to and those were the big tournament, you know, the junior heavyweight tournament shows. So they would fly in people or, you know, bring in really good talent. And uh one of those shows was the first time I saw like Brian Danielson and yeah. then I saw like Christopher Daniels and like Davey Richards. And, yeah. Like and then we had a couple of really good local guys too, like Aaron Idol was uh, someone who you know, it's really too bad. A lot more people don't know about him because he was a huge influence on uh, the wrestlers who came up around when I came up. Santiago was, was telling me about him. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was, he was amazing. Like he trained, you know, me, he trained El Fantasmo. He mm-hmm. trained Kyle O'Reilly. Like, so there's quite a few of us who trained and was a really big influence on. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, cause he, he kind of left the scene in the late 2000s. So he wasn't, like people don't really know about him as much. Before right? his and, time, uh, he was before his time, right? A bit before, yeah, he was before his time. Yeah, yeah, he he was great though. Uh, so like those specific cup shows, really, I was like, oh, that's awesome, you know. And I'm like, I could do that. That's yeah. great. And then um, as I kept coming to shows, 
uh, you know, I, I saw a couple of the girls around here and, um, there was like one girl named Madison when mm-hmm. I was, uh, she, she was pretty good. And then, um, then I saw Rebecca Knox, mm-hmm. <laughs> Becky Lynn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was like, whoa, this girl's fucking good. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that, so like, I think come to indie shows really like triggered me. I'm like, okay, cool. I can do this. But then like when I really decided was, um, I was in the crowd for a Halloween show in 2005. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I saw a few, you know, uh, Sid Asylum that he made his debut, uh, and me and him had like sat in the crowd a bit, uh, before that, like in 0304. Yeah. So like seeing him debut and I was like, Oh, I know him yep. and he's my age. He trained, he's up there. Okay. Let's do this. I and then uh, Memphis that. Reigns. Yeah. One of, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then Memphis Reigns, one of the, uh, wrestlers at the time who like was like super cool to me uh he was like yeah there's a tryout or like there's a class going on starting next week like mm-hmm. go to it and um you know obviously uh a, a female uh, gets in like immediately yeah. <laughs> at the time especially in the mid-2000s uh so yeah i started training in november and then uh started wrestling february uh the next year so like three months later uh, because they were desperate for women to wrestle very quickly. And my first match was against Speculant. Wow. Okay. I, w- yeah, I want to get yeah, into yeah. that, uh, your first match and everything. But how did you take to it? How did you take to wrestling? W- was it kind of natural? Kind of, yeah, honestly. Like, there were some things, obviously, that were a bit of a mental block. But, like, I'd been an athlete all through high school. Yeah. And, um, yeah, luckily, it just was pretty easy to me. Like, bumping wasn't hard. Um like rope running wasn't hard or anything. I really like chain wrestling. Um, I was kind of fear, like kind of stupid and fearless. So like, the, like I didn't, wasn't really scared. Um, it really helped that at the time, like the previous, so I started with, uh, on the same day as Veronica Vice, who is my best friend. Uh, awesome. and we met that day. <laughs> and so it was really cool to have like another woman there and yeah. she took to it really easily too. So we were able to like push each other. Yeah, in you know, in a really positive way, and um, so that that was really good to have someone like that. And but in the previous class, like that started six months ahead of us, was like Kyle O'Reilly, El Fantasmo, Sid Silem, Gerv Sierra, uh, Bollywood, uh, Bollywood boys. Yeah, I I forget his WWE name, but uh, Gerv and and Harv was in my class. Yeah, so the Bollywood boys were in our class as well. So it was like. You know, it was just like we had like a really good group of like young people who wanted crew. to try really hard. Yeah, yeah, and like, like Artie was around at the time too, but he trained a few years before us because uh, he started when he was younger. Um, yeah, so it was just like really positive environment and like like a lot of young people pushing each other, and like it was like really, uh, it was like healthy competition, like mm-hmm. a, like a little competitive, but like not in a negative way at all. So like yeah. I saw, you know, like Kyle and like El Fantasmo and all these guys and like Artie when he started coming back and like just seeing them do all these amazing things. I'm like, well, no, no, I want to do that too. Yeah. Like I'm going to do exactly what they're doing. And like I, me and Veronica were kind of the first women who had trained with ECCW who um, they kind of treated a little more equally like the guys because yeah. Aaron Idol was our main trainer and mm-hmm. he didn't believe it woman's training you know so like i just remember distinctly we we're doing a drill once and there's like a leapfrog involved so 
slowly from this fucking jumping, right? It's not rocket science. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. I jumped and did it and they're like, Well, it's the first time a girl's ever done a frog. I'm like a fucking leapfrog. Right. Like, like, These are <laughs> why weird is standards. this like weird thing? Yeah. yeah, like it was just such a weird thing to genderize to me. So yeah, so it, it was just like really cool to be in an environment like that where mm-hmm. like you weren't you know, you weren't treated I wasn't treated with kid gloves. I wasn't treated I could have probably been treated specially if I wanted to, but you know, like I, I was, I didn't want to, I wanted to be like, I wanted to be a good wrestler. I didn't yeah. want to be good for, well, I want to be good. So, uh, yeah, no. So I, I had, I got really lucky with like the timing and the people I trained yeah. with and trainers. And then like eventually already, uh, took over training. Like when I was about six months into training and then that's when Billy Sway was new as well. So mm-hmm. it kind of continued. Uh, it, it was good. Yeah, it was awesome. And earlier in the beginning of the interview, we mentioned, uh, you know, that video clip of you and Bailey. And now you said your first match ever was against one of the biggest wrestlers in the world, the man, yeah. Becky Lynch, which is crazy yeah. to think. What was that like? Were you pretty good friends with her back then? And, 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 uh, yeah. Was it? That's a, yeah, that's sorry. crazy oh. to think. Like I don't even know. Is I don't even how, know how to react to that. Just like break me, break me down your first match. Sure. Like okay. So honestly, like when I like think about the people I've wrestled, like I've been so blessed, and like so many yeah. people who I consider like really good friends are like so being so successful now, and like yeah. it, it's just like really cool to see. So uh, yeah, Becky's always been awesome. Uh, both as a person and a wrestler. Yeah. So I like I remember being in the crowd watching her, and I was like, "Oh my god, who is this?" Like yeah. I never seen her all that good ever, like on TV or like in person. Mm-hmm. Like I was blown away. And then um, when I started training, she would come to training, and um, you know she was she was like wrestling a couple girls who were like great around here at the time. Yeah. Uh, so or. You know, so she was eager for some new blood mm-hmm. to be coming in. So she, she was excited that me and Veronica were training and we're like taking to it pretty good. Yeah. So she, she'd come to our training stuff and help out and was like always super helpful and super nice. And uh, I just, <laughs> I remember this one time we were, I think we were a month or two into training and we were at a show and me and Veronica were doing like the light or something we were doing like whatever ring crew the light mm-hmm. security something something in that bad and i think i was doing the light near the entrance uh so she had a match against somebody and like was not happy with it because it, was, it wasn't very good the, her opponent wasn't great so she came back like super mad and i was like oh like how was it and she just like for me she's like hurry the fuck up and get trained nice. <laughs> and i was like okay and it was just so funny and so a couple months later, um, Michelle Starr was the one running ECW at the time, and uh, he needed two girls. Like it, we had a couple island shows in Duncan, DC, and in Campbell River, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, on Vancouver Island. And yeah, he needed he needed two girls to face uh, Becky, and uh, so he was like, "Yeah, you and Veronica are ready, right?" Like I don't think we were ready at all. <laughs> we had been training for three months who's ready after three months right uh so yeah we went and she was like super awesome with both of us and like you know like we were able to we we didn't completely shut the bed yeah so we were able to like keep her end of the deal a bit but she like just like really took care of both of us and was like super good about like making the match really simple and she knew what our strengths and weaknesses were because she had seen us at training so Mm -hmm. like 
you know, I, I was more comfortable with chain wrestling at the time rather than like a lot of spots. So she, yeah. she like did a lot of chain. And it, like, it, it was awesome. Yeah. She like always been a sweetheart. And yeah. every time I see her and like, like I, I've seen her, like, I don't think I've seen her since she's been the man necessarily. But like right before that, like I was in Toronto for something and yeah. when they're doing like a summer slam or survivor series or something. And, uh, yeah, she, she was just so sweet and like yeah. saw me backstage and was talking to me and then like tweeted at me after. So then like, it's great when famous people tweet at you. Yeah. You get like 500 followers all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so she's, she's awesome. Like, and she was awesome back then and awesome now. Like one time we went, she was, uh, when she was taking a break from wrestling, mm-hmm. she took like seven years off about, yeah. and, um, she was in New York for, uh, acting, like yeah. she was doing acting. And, uh, me and Dil, or sorry, me and Artie <gasps> were in, uh, we were doing like a little trip yeah. and in Philadelphia. And then, um, it blows our minds how close cities are in the state. Cause in Canada, like the next big city is Calgary. Yeah. It's a 10 hour. Yeah. Trip. And we're like, wait, New York's only two hours away from Philadelphia. Yeah. Cool. Like a greyhound there. And then she was like, yeah, you can stay at my place, blah, blah, blah. So like and th- that was like five or six years after you know we had really been talking too much yeah. so it's, you know so she, she's just such a good person and it's uh, uh like it's been so gratifying to see how successful she's been you've shared the ring with some some pretty legendary people and i want to talk to um you a little bit about um the moment that you felt it click so you said that you said maybe you weren't really ready for the after three months to wrestle, but you did it and you were there and you said you quote unquote, didn't exactly shit the bed. But uh, when did you feel, <laughs> when did you feel yourself like it click and you're like, okay, I got this. And you felt like comfortable and, and stoked and, and, and that you, it was your moment. I think, um, locally against like people who are around my, like, you know, facing Veronica yeah. a lot. Cause we were the only two, like only the, the only two like stable girls around here who yeah. wouldn't come and go for a long time. So like I got comfortable really quickly with her because, you know, we knew each other, we trained together, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But like when it comes to like people who maybe had a bit more of a name, like when I start going to shimmer, yeah, like that, you know, that, that really like boosted my growth a lot. Like it was exponential after that, you know, cause I was like suddenly put in the ring with people I don't know. And, uh, and then it's okay. In, in the beginning, I was just like against other mid card, you know, other like kind of girls just coming in or starting out yeah. or who like aren't like super off the card or anything. And then uh, I was given a match against like Nikki Rock. And that was kind of my first like, uh oh, <laughs> yeah. person is really good. Shoot. And like that was cool. And then, um, and then I faced Daisy Hayes after that. Yeah soon after that and that was like a 20 minute ba- like that was my like we had to go 20 minutes and i was mm-hmm. like oh my god i've never gone more than like 12 i don't think at this point so i and like just being in the ring with her and it's mm-hmm. like like i didn't i wasn't like yeah i got this flick necessarily yeah. but like after it was like oh like that was really good how you knew when to like cut me off here and da, 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 da. and like i'm like oh okay i kind of know what i'm doing like i'm not completely out to lunch on yeah. this which is good so yeah, probably like when I, and then after that, like I started getting more and more names and then, um, yeah, like it's just, it just kind of went from there. So yeah, probably when I was like working shimmer a little more, 
like teaming with Portia Perez, like I started getting more comfortable. Um, yeah, I, I would say that. Was it your connections through uh, Shimmer that got you involved in the WWE May Young Classic? Do you think? Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, like I, I'm not. You know, I'm just. I'm yeah. just saying. Probably they scouted you from that, or maybe. Yeah. So it was like it was kind of a weird thing with that. So um, I did a tryout with them with oh, WWE cool. in yeah. early 2017, uh, and that, that was like the only time, only reason I'm known in American wrestling is because of Shipper, basically, right? Like, mm-hmm. outside the Pacific Northwest. Um, yeah, so, like, I got a trial based off that, mostly, you know, like, what I've done in the last 10 years of wrestling. And, yeah, after that, like, I didn't really hear anything, um, which is fine, you know, it wasn't really what they were looking for. And then I got to be an alternate for the first thing at Classic. But I, like, reached out, like, super last minute, because uh, I heard one of my other friends was, like, going to be an alternate alternate. So I just like was like, oh, I never reached out to them after when I heard about this Mayhem Classic coming up. Yeah. So I just kind of emailed uh, like Cannon Seaman, the guy who's like the talent, or I don't know if it's talent relations, but he, he's the guy who kind of was the one who always would reach out to me. Yeah. And I was like, hey, like, do you need a person? Like, I'm at Shimmer that weekend, like yeah. the weekend before. So he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, should I have asked a lot sooner? Right. <laughs> I'm like, well, fuck, that was stupidly easy. <laughs> I'm like, damn. So you're and like, then, like, can I have a contract? You like see how the yeah, far yeah, you can push yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can I win the whole thing? Can I have five uh, million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> so then I, uh, the next year around, I'm like, okay, I'm going to reach out sooner. Yeah. <laughs> the next yeah. Year the second one. So then when it was like announced, I kind of, a, a bit after uh, Mania weekend, I mm-hmm. think, because I saw he, he was like scouting a shimmer show I was on for mania weekend. I think I was against the storm on that yeah. one. And yeah, so I just kind of reached out again. I'm like, so, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to reach out to you. I'm like, okay. Cool. And then they announced it. <laughs> like, yeah. They're like, she's in it. I'm like, Oh, I didn't think our conversation was that deep enough for me to be announced. You're like, I and didn't I guess, agree oh. to this. Talk to my lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if I was like, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's kind of how it happened. It didn't, yeah, it, it wasn't, uh, I, I don't think they were gunning for me necessarily. I think it was just like, oh, yeah, her. Yeah, let's give her a shot. Nice. Sure. She's a good killer person. So, yeah, but it was definitely from like my shimmer stuff because I, I am um, one of the least hustling independent wrestlers of all time pretty sure <laughs> i think what do you, what do you mean person, by that do you mean someone I don't hustle you, you just I, don't like, wait you don't like network or something or you just never, don't yeah okay. never just kinda... i never network i never like 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 i just emailed them they're like yeah here it is i'm like oh my god i should have emailed like five years ago <laughs> who knows what would have happened i never reached out to them before i was like 10 years in so i was just like whatever if they want me they'll contact me that's not how wrestling works all like and like even like locally or like around here like i never reach out to people like okay. i just like oh, whatever if they want me and it's not a ego thing i'm not like huh you reach out to me like it's yeah. not bad i just like kind of feel awkward sure like networking kind of so um i think the only person who is a worse networker than me is our okay so you make a great couple yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I have to be like the one writing emails for him, right? But no one's That's doing that funny. for me. Right? <laughs> I won't do it for myself, but I'll do it for him. That's funny. So, okay. Um, then 
you you get involved with defy pretty early and defy starts uh and and were you on the first defy show no i wasn't so i think i was on like the like third or fourth or something okay yeah. but they, yeah it was pretty soon after they started though so how did you hear about defy and what were your impressions of it uh before you know you you made it to the first uh, show you were on it looks sweet like i was like i i think like I saw their first show and highlights of it. I'm like, Oh my God, right? like an actual like professional looking yeah. indie in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I like tweeted at them and I was like, Oh my God, like this looks or retweeted something they did. And I was like, this looks great. And then after that they reached out and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, for sure. Like, Cause you certainly like, weren't going to reach out. Up. <laughs> you know it, you know, I'll retweet your shit, but I'm not going to reach out to you. Yeah. God forbid I send an email. I'll be like, Hey, can I, uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's kind of how it happened. Mm-hmm. I heard about it a bit before they started. Cause I think they emailed Artie yeah. while he was still hurt. Um, cause he had his foot injury. So like, I kind of sort of heard about it through that, but it, it didn't seem like, it, it, I think it was like six months before they ran their first show. They were also, Again, an organized, professional-looking indie in the Pacific Northwest. Like, get out of here with that. That never happens. Yeah. Uh, Believe it so, when you see it, right? Exactly. And I'm like, oh, there it is. So, uh, so yeah, no, it was like, I was, like, super impressed, like, watching their first, like, highlights of their first few shows and stuff. So, you know, I was so excited to be part of it. So, tell me about that first night in Defy. Do you remember, you know, who you wrestled and and what was that like coming out at Washington Hall, you know, with the the Defiance? So, actually, my first one was the Tacoma. Ah, um, okay, all right. Yeah, uh, so it was a four way match with me, Christina Vonieri, Sue Young, and Angelina Love. Cool. And uh, it was it was funny because like the match was pretty good, but like I wasn't like super happy with it just because like it was a little like sloppy and messy at times. And I remember like Farber like being super happy with it. Just, like that's like the best Washington moment that I think we've ever had. And I'm like, I'm, and I remember saying, I'm like, tomorrow's will be better. Nice. <laughs> Which is like, I'm like, I'm like the tag match will be better. I think. And he's like, Oh no, that was good. I'm like, like, I'm like, yeah, we can do better than that. I think. Yeah. Uh, but like, it was a good match. And obviously like people liked it. Cause mm-hmm. like that's what the response was. And the crowd was like amazing. Yeah. Like, I think that's what like made the match was like the crowd being so into it immediately. And like, I was pretty surprised because like it was my first time on the show and they were like really hot, you know, for like what I was doing. And I was like, Oh great. Like this is awesome. I don't know if they know me already or if they just like really want to watch wrestling. This is amazing. And then, uh, yeah, then Seattle, I was like, Whoa, Washington hall. Here we go. I'm like, this is my favorite venue ever now. And (laughs) why is that? Man. Uh, why is that? It's just, okay. Like the, I really like the lighting, mm-hmm. like just aesthetically. It's just such a pleasing venue. It's yeah. just, it's like dark, but yep. it's not like, it's not like smoky, but it's like dark. And it's like, like the crowd's like packed enough yep. pre COVID obviously yeah. where like, it just like, it's like, feels like a lot of people in a, it's not a small place, but small enough where it has that like kind of undergroundy feel mm-hmm. to it. Like, mm-hmm. and I, really enjoy that type of like nightclub underground feel like oh here we go this is awesome like type of excitement and like the uh like the balcony is really nice too and uh i love the stage because i love doing shit on stages (laughs) as a wrestler um and then the fans the fans are just like 
it, you know, it's like I've wrestled in Washington before, before mm-hmm. this, not too often because there weren't a lot, but like Washington crowds weren't really anything I thought anything of, honestly. Yeah. But like this, I was like, where did these people come from? Like they yeah. were loving everything. And it was like, man, like you felt like super stern from these people. It is so awesome. And they're so hot for everything. Yeah. And like, they're just there and they want to have a good time and they want to show support. And they're a pretty forgiving crowd too. <laughs> like I remember in that tag match, um, there was a huge buck up. And I think it like, we botched a 3d or something, me and Angelina. And like, they were just like, like they were not giving us a hard time about it at all, which I'm like, thank you. Thanks for not chanting. You fucked up. Right. It was pretty, you were chanting it in your mind. Yeah, I was was just like, oh, fuck, we fucked up. Like, I'm so mad. But, Uh, but like, the crowd was so supportive, and they've always been, I don't know, I've I've never had a bad experience with anyone in that crowd. They've always been super hot. Uh, They just wanted to be wrestling. It's great. Like, I have nothing but great things to say about that crowd. I love that venue. Well, you just, you set yeah. this uh, you set this question up really well, and and it's kind of a cheesy question, so uh, bear with me. Um, but uh-huh. it is a question I ask on every episode here because it is the defiant ones, and it's a defiant only defiance uh, specific Patreon. So anyone who's listening to this is probably there watching you and has seen your matches, and has probably been that person who's chanting for you, cheering you on, or booing you because you did some uh-huh. dastardly things there, <laughs> um, and. Uh, what does the defiance mean to you, Nicole? You know, it's, um, they, they mean a lot to me. Like they, they were just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just like they I just feel whenever I performed in front of them, whether mm-hmm. I was like a shitty person or a yeah. good person that there's just like always a lot of support. And it's just like, felt like, you know, me and like Artie and like Ethan and Santiago, like they felt, we felt like they were the home team. Yeah. a little bit right and they're just like so supportive of everyone like from the pacific northwest and like yeah just like you know it, it's just like it's pretty humbling to be like treated like that like treated yeah. like a superstar or whatever yeah. and it's like you know and it's like i, I would like wrestle and I, I know like i've like traveled or whatever and i'm like somewhat known but like i'd be wrestling like girls so that they would be flying in yeah you know and it's like they but it's just like they, they treated like the local wrestlers like the, just like the flies, you mm-hmm. know. Like we were treated like we were superstars too, and it's like that's really cool, I think. And it's really, uh, yeah, it's like really humbling, and it's like really, yeah, it, it's just yeah, it's uh, I don't know, it's pretty, it was pretty cool to hear in my eye, and like just like how they, um, you know, would would react to like when like. Artie won the belt and stuff yeah. like that was like it was just like whoa and when like randy won the belt you know was, last year yep. unfortunately that was the last was he's that the, the last longest he he's the, the longest reigning champion yeah. <laughs> there you go <laughs> oh man oh if he was a, if he was a heel that would there would be some exactly. good material there <laughs> uh but yeah like it's just like really heartwarming mm-hmm. how you know they how they treat us as performers yeah. and it's like you don't, you don't get that a lot you know and it's like and it, like even like vancouver we have some like really cool crowds in vancouver yeah. but like it's not like you know like commodore ballroom for example mm-hmm. and it's like it's a really hot crowd and they love it and blah 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 but they're just kind of there to have a good time and 
you know, whatever they, they love it. They, they're cheering you. They're buying your bird, buying your beer after. But like, I, I feel like like the science, like, yeah, it's just like a, like a support system almost. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's, yeah, it's like they, they really like genuinely care about like people succeeding, like their, their boys, you know, yeah. <laughs> succeeding or their team uh, doing well and stuff. So yeah, no, it's uh yeah, there it's a, it's unique. It's really unique in wrestling. It's, I haven't really experienced it too much. The closest comparison I have is Shimmer, I guess. Okay. Like, like I, I kind of like the, this is a nice little hometown. Yeah. <laughs> so if we could go back and, and go to the Defy On Demand, uh, you know, uh, matches, and what's one match of, that you've had in Defy that stands out that people, you know, if, if they haven't seen your matches with Defy, what's one that you would say, say you got to check this match out? lot of really fun matches there honestly um i really liked my match with zaya brookside yeah in portland um it was really it was fun because i don't usually get to mat wrestle that much mm-hmm. uh because i don't know like I, I love pain wrestling and i love doing that stuff but i know my strength like why people want to watch me wrestle because i'm an asshole and a bully and all yeah. that and yeah. like personality based a little more so it was kind of fun to be able to like wrestle wrestle a little more than i usually would and like zaya was obviously game for it because she's really good at that so yeah that was super fun um i really liked my match with kimberly um yeah my favorite part (laughs) it was a a really good match overall but my favorite part of the match was that her mom was in the crowd Mm -hmm. and um she was up in the balcony and i like chopped him and then she like you know had this horrified look on her face i'm like are you kim's mom and i was like Fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, "Oh man, what an asshole. yeah, what an asshole!" Yeah. And then uh, my match with a, I, I had like two matches with Kaya. One was a triple threat with Christina Von Eri, yeah. and that yeah. was, I think that was like super fun and kind of all over the place and stuff. And then uh, after that was like when I was still face, and then when I turned heel, me and her had a one on one, and I, I thought that was really fun as well. And nice. um, yeah, those I think those three or four matches. I probably just named all my Defy yeah. matches. Uh, I like those matches. Watch a them lot. all, damn it. Yeah, exactly. I'm off. Just watch everything about me. Uh, and I, I, I know it wasn't able to uh, be aired because uh, she's a WWE talent, but uh, my match with Tony Storm. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, you had to be there live. So right. If you weren't. But, like, I really like that. I really like wrestling Tony. Uh, I've wrestled her a couple times, and it's always, always a good match. So, yeah. That's awesome. Well, you know, uh, during this time, we have plenty of time to watch wrestling, so you can go back and check those out. Um, you know, I'm not going to take up all your, your time tonight, but I do want to ask you uh, just two more questions. So first off, if you could pick a scar on your body and tell us a story of how you got it. It doesn't have to be a wrestling-related injury. Any kind of mm-hmm. any scar on your body, tell us a story of how you got it. All right. Well, I have a scar on my, like, kind of like my knee area right here, okay. uh, front of my knee. And that was when I was in grade two or grade one or two, I believe. And uh, it was like back in the day, the playgrounds, you know, they had like the, I don't know if they, but they had like a lot of wood, like framing around it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just like ate shit oh. and like bashed my knee right into one of those. Mm-hmm. And it was like gushing blood, and like my parents were like, "Yeah, no, it's fine." <laughs> it's like this like hideous scar I have now. Brutal. So um, I'm trying to think if I've ever. I don't think I've ever gone a scar in wrestling. I don't think so because most of my stuff in wrestling has been like nosebleed 
stuff. Yeah. So they've got, got a decent amount of nose <laughs> Um, Okay. And my, my last question here, if money wasn't an issue and you could um, hire any band of all time to make a custom wrestling theme song for you, what band? Rancid. There nice. you go. That was easy. Yeah, Rancid is the best. I love Rancid. And you know um, Lars is like a huge wrestling fan. I know, but like I don't I, I don't know if he knows who I am and that makes me sad. Like I want him to be a huge fan of mine, but uh. Well, here here it comes. You gotta you gotta get over it and you gotta message him. Nicole. Ah, right. So I you need gotta... to network with these people. <laughs> right. I keep forgetting that part. I'm like, just know who I am. Come right? on. Just like YouTube me or something. I'm Come awesome. On, Lars. Follow me on Twitter. I'm hilarious. Right? Come on. So rancid. <laughs> yeah, but definitely okay. rancid. Rancid. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right now, my the theme music I've been using the most, uh, well, I'd say lately. A year ago. Not lately. A year ago. Uh, yeah. Interrupters, uh, kerosene. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's a rad song. So that's been fun. Uh, but yeah, that type of like pop, you know, that like, or, uh, sorry, like God punk. Yeah. Kind of vibe is my vibe. Cool. Right on. Um, all right. So, um, you're kind of closing down here on the interview front, but, um, when, uh, when I don't, I don't know what I was going to say there. Uh, we can't uh, necessarily go up to buy merch from you right now. Obviously, we can't see you in person. Uh, what's the best way to support you? Is there a way to you know uh, support you? Do you have T-shirts online anywhere or anything like that? So you know how I said I'm really bad at hustling. Mm-hmm. I'm also really bad at merch. Okay. Uh, okay. I do have a pro wrestling tees store. Cool. Uh, it's a little. They're older T-shirts. They're a little outdated, maybe, but. There's some cool ones there, so if you want to do that, or you can send your, I don't know, send your money on some independent wrestling. That's how you can support me. Go, uh, you know, just uh, go to the streaming service, like pay there, you know, take your money that you use for WWE Network and put it towards indie wrestling. I like it. I don't know. For Defy. Yeah, do that. Like, you know, just uh, support indie wrestling. That's how you can support me. Or if you want to get into the wrestling uh, industry, if you want to wrestle, you can sign up for school. Yeah, LionsgateDojo.ca. That's our uh, website. And uh, we have a Twitter and an Instagram with Lionsgate. Uh, true story. I'm the webmaster. I created that website. Cool. So nice. Through Squarespace because I'm not that good at that kind of <laughs> stuff. But, you know. I'm a Jill of all trades over here. I I'm like very it. good at Excel too. I'm good at Excel spreadsheets. Okay. With like finances and stuff. So, so multi talented. You mentioned that you are funny on Twitter. So what's your what? How do we how do we follow you on the socials and whatnot? Nicole uh, Matthews so Ninja. Are N, you a ninja? And Matthew, yeah, and Matthew Ninja. Okay. So uh, I did that Twitter hat like whenever I joined Twitter in like 2009. Yeah. Because I was like the Canadian ninjas at the time. Oh, okay. So, like. Terrible Twitter handle. I understand this, but and Matthew's Ninja. All right. Well, yeah. uh, follow follow Nicole. And uh, do you have any final words for the Defiance before uh, we let you go? And thanks for all your support. Uh, I always felt like a fucking superstar when I would wrestle in front of uh, you guys, especially in the Washington Hall. Uh, yeah, and it was awesome. So. Um, Hope to see you guys again, and yeah. uh, hope wrestling's back soon. Hope like, so too. Hello, let's get this going, right? Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we can get back to how it was. I, don't, I know things are going to change because of COVID, but 
hopefully it doesn't change too much. Hopefully, you know, we can keep the keep the feeling and atmosphere of the yeah. old Washington Hall for sure. Well, thank you very much for, for everything, and um, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. Thanks for having me. You're welcome.